All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to another episode of It's Great Business, and I'm Janice Berg-Levy. Today, my guest is Eva McGowan, and I know that I always say I'm excited, but I am over the moon about introducing you to Eva. So I'm going to turn this over and let her tell us a little bit about who she is, and we'll go from there. Welcome, Eva. Hi, Janice. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm super excited to be here. I'm going to start with a little story. Imagine you are visiting Barcelona, and you've never been to the old Jewish quarter. You never really knew it existed. You've come because your friend invited you to dinner. You don't usually go to the Gothic Quarter because it's always saturated with other tourists. You turn off one of the main streets and suddenly everything is empty. You are in El Kai, the old Jewish neighborhood from the Middle Ages. You walk down a winding street, one of the narrowest in Barcelona, to two big wooden doors, ring the bell, the door opens, and you step inside. You are inside one of the oldest houses in Barcelona on the ground patio with large original archways, impressive minimalist stairs reaching up towards a large light well where you can see a four-story house, original doors of medieval dwellings and traces of mezuzah marked in the stone entrances. You're left there wondering for a moment. You've never seen a house like this in Barcelona and your host greets you down the stairs. Welcome to Casa Adret. Your host tells you the story of the house, that it's named after the last Jewish owner of the Middle Ages, Astruc Adret, who was forced to convert and sold his property in 1392 after terrible riots that swept through the Jewish borders of the Iberian Peninsula, arriving violently to Barcelona and marking the end of a very important Jewish community in Catalonia. The house has had many lives and now its occupants are mosaica a Jewish cultural platform that has many facets, a magazine, research center, book festival, cultural center, space for performance, conference, interfaith dialogue, and food experiences, all exploring Jewish culture and heritage with the aim to make it accessible to all. You are then invited upstairs, a narrow winding staircase to the second floor. An impressive room awaits you with a vermut, which is a local aperitive, and an even more impressive room with high medieval arched windows and ceilings. You have reached the original house, hints of medieval frescoes and ancient grace. Well, if you were invited to a dinner experience, a dinner would follow. The dinner that follows is a joyous celebration of family dishes, of sharing family traditions at the table. Monica from Mexico tells this entertaining stories of her Syrian Jewish family her meat-driven flavours dominating the table with spice, lemon and vine leaves, and me, an Australian with a Polish-Jewish connection, exploring the story of her Holocaust-surviving grandparents in this and the search for her flavour. Together they explore Jewish food heritage and create a space of personal food histories. You know, having been there, Eva, I <laughs> close my eyes and I can see it and I so want to come back. I mean, it just the whole ability to travel again is just, I think we are all so pent up. 
I can't wait for you to come and visit. The second time round, you're, you're going to get so much more out of it. Absolutely. So I'm going to have Eva tell you a little bit about who she is and what she believes her purpose and her passion is. But I think through that opening description, you probably feel some passion. So over to you, Eva. Thank you, Janice. I have to say my passions have always revolved around art, history, culture, music, and of course, recipes. What would I describe my purpose and passion? Now I would define it as education, as discovering the power of tradition and stories and impact on communities through cultural exchange. I really find it interesting how food, heritage, culture in general can serve as a channel for intercultural dialogue and can create an impact not only on my community, but on society in general. My experience with Tolgot, my project, and with Mosaica, this cultural platform, have been perfect channels to explore these, these passions and elements. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, Eva. We've been doing this series and we've had a couple of different guests. And uh, one of our more recent guests, Chris Goodman, talked about when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for a career, um, he had a great phrase, which is, love what you do mm-hmm. and do what you love. Yeah. And I think that that thread uh, is clearly in your voice and the way that you describe what you're doing. And when you think about it, you're doing it in a completely different country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're all the same, right? We all have that same core in our soul. Um, so I can just see from your smiling face that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that you're feeling it. So I'm going to switch for a second here and tell me a little bit about, you know, where you began with this Mm -hmm. and what you studied so that people get an idea of, you know, as they're trying to figure things out in their own career and their own personal lives, like how did you get going on all of this? Well, Janice, I'm just a small town country girl from Australia, now living in Barcelona. If I'm honest, I, like many people, I really didn't know what I wanted to be, do, study, I studied education, I studied arts, visual arts, history, always interested in heritage. During university, I supported myself working in cafes and bars. Melbourne has an incredible food and wine scene. So I spent many years exploring that. In parallel, I don't think you know this, Janice, but during my 20s, I actually wanted to be a (laughs) singer-songwriter. I come from a musical family. My grandmother had a violin school and my father was a working musician. So It was the natural choice of career for me at the time. And I I played around Australia. I've even had a few gigs in the States, actually. Didn't know that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So uh, anyway, at university, in my, my final years were dedicated to a historical journey into the roots of my Polish Jewish grandparents who were Holocaust survivors. And here, I think this seed was planted that only now I'm starting to see the fruits of. It's this obsession with finding the hidden stories. It's the obsession with wanting to understand a culture better. And I think also it's this obsession with Eastern Europe that I have that planted this seed. I want to live in Europe. I want to experience that. Little did I know the pros and cons of of that experience. And it's the reason why I moved to Spain as well. Wonderful. So as you look at your life right now, how do you define success? Hmm, success. 
success for me is when the person or client um, you're, you're working with walks away with something. They walk away inspired. They walk away feeling like they've connected to something. Whether it's in a tour, it's connecting to a part of history they knew nothing about. Or whether it's a local person from Barcelona who didn't know there was a Jewish community on their own doorstep, let alone a house that you can still visit that, that has this history. Or it could be a food experience where you sit next to somebody from a complete different culture and you're connecting over the type of bread your grandmothers used to make. For me, that is success. That is connection and, and exchange. So how has that vision of success changed over the years? Well, obviously, you know, I, I might have you sing a few bars if we can get that in there, but we'll see. But, <laughs> but how has that vision of success changed? Um, I think more and more, especially influenced by Mosaica, just having confidence that your project, or like you were saying before, that your project or my project, my work can create a better society or a better understanding of the other. And I think, like you said, we're talking about nonprofits. The value of our work isn't only measured by the profits. I mean, for us, our interest is being self-sustainable for Mosaica so we can pay the rent. <laughs> so that's a physical success, but this success alone of profits, uh, for me, I wouldn't consider it success. Yep, I agree completely. I want to uh, just for a second talk a little bit about what you're doing now in mm. terms of the nonprofit business. Just go into that a little bit because I think that is what is super exciting. But mm -hmm. let me just set it up a little. So here we are. Uh, you're doing this tour business yeah. uh, along with the nonprofit work, everything else going on. Music stops. We're all <laughs> in lockdown. No one can travel anywhere but you've got to find a source of revenue. All of a sudden you pivot and you pivot pretty quickly. How did that all occur? We had to adapt. This time a year ago, we, we lost everything. In 2019, Monica and I, Monica is my partner with the food experiences. We had an incredible year. We had over a thousand people come to our dinners. We, the house was full of incredible spices and smells and, and tours. And then suddenly all our, all our events were cancelled, all our tours were cancelled. And like everyone else in the world, our project was barely alive. But we slowly, slowly, we, we, we got confidence again and we started exploring what it could look like to have a virtual tour. We wanted something of a high quality. We didn't want a GoPro walking around the old Kai the old Jewish neighborhood. We wanted to create something more dynamic that told the story well and could be part conference, part live tour, uh, an online virtual experience. So we, we got a small team together. We wrote a script and we created a half an hour video, um, which we think it's a, a, a beautiful quality. Federico did a fantastic job. And we've had a lot of success. Um, we filmed in late October and we've had some really successful online conferences, tours. We had an audience of 500 people for Limud in, in London. We've had 100 here, 
to here. We're, it's just been an incredible experience wow. connecting wow. to people all around Europe and a lot in the States as well and Australia. Well, it's, it's, it is, it is, I've seen it and I joke with, with you guys and uh, some of this Eva does with uh, her partner, Victor. Yeah. Guys, you've got to check it out. I'm telling you. So we'll give you that information at the end of the podcast, but you've got to watch this. You've got to have this experience because first of all, I think I, I said to her, I said to Eva earlier, this is like, if you tune into, you know, um, uh, the travel channel discovery, <laughs> it's a combination of all of those. And so this is something that would be wonderful. If you have extended family, you know, kids, you will just be taken away by what you see. Um, so that's a little, uh, commercial in the middle here but uh, <laughs> again you you can, yes absolutely well I have to say we well Barcelona was the first and we are currently in the middle of making a, a series of tours um, we're lucky in Catalonia we've created Mosaic is a leader of it's called La Ruta Catalana the, the Catalan route of Jewish medieval Jewish communities so a lot of historic institutions um, and our dream is to create a, a small tour for a lot of these places in Catalonia, um, Spain. And at the start of the year, we filmed Girona, our tour in Girona, which was, if you don't know Girona, it is one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. It's famous because Great Game of Thrones was filmed there. <laughs> so ah. you can just imagine it's, it's got one of the best preserved medieval neighborhoods in Europe. So being part of this project, it's still a dream for me. I was in Girona on, on the 2nd of January. It was two degrees. And I'm, I'm creating an incredible tour with a, a historian who used to work at the Jewish Museum in Girona and, and the Mosaica team. And it's just, I just am blown away. I, I, I really can't believe that we've arrived at this point. Yeah, so again, the point for our listeners here is not only is that experience amazing and you should, you should experience it, but I hope that you can hear the joy, <laughs> uh, pure joy in Eva's voice. And guys, if you're struggling right now, you're, you know, you're at the beginning, you're like, eh, I don't know what I really want to do with my life, whatever you might've gone to college or not. You're in that middle stage saying, what's next? What I really want to do. If you're not feeling joy, go find joy uh, mm -hmm. because you're here for a limited period of time. So find that spark that really makes you happy and you will be successful in whatever you choose. And we'll call it in your career, your profession and your life. I'm going to, again, switch here a little okay. bit and we're going to get to know Eva just a little <laughs> bit better. Okay. And we do this sort of fun real quickly. So who is the person you admire the most and why? Oh, who's the person I admire the most and why? I'm going to say a musician, Janice. Um, okay. Let's say Edda James, because she's such a power woman. She has such incredible voice and she really knows how to move and shake. Okay. Favorite book? My favorite book? I have to say The Book Thief. Do you know that book? Yes, yes. I do. I oh, I, I love that. that book. Yeah, because it has, I haven't read it for years, but it, it sticks in my head. It was the first, the first book that came into my head 
I love how he mixes cultures, stories, life, death together and, and words and the power of language. Agree. Good one. Okay, favorite movie or, and I ask this to a lot of people in the U.S., streaming show. So I don't know if you guys are as addicted as we are to streaming, but, um, but what would be uh, your favorite? Um, at the moment, I love The Crown. I love period pieces, especially English period pieces. And they just did a fantastic job with, with that series. They did, and it won a whole bunch of awards. And I think uh, Prince Harry was also talking about how he watches it. So it'll probably get pumped up even more. Favorite city? Favorite city? Oh, I could choose so many. I would have to say Porto. Porto in Portugal. It's just beautiful. The food is incredible. The wine is incredible. The whole city is covered in tiles. Yeah. I think ceramic and good wine is on one of my top top three <laughs> important things in the world. We'll put that on the list. <laughs> favorite food from someone who likes to cook. My favorite food. Uh, I was thinking about this one, and I have to say, chulent. Chulent, for those who don't know, it's a typical uh, Jewish dish that's eaten for lunch on Saturdays. And it's a slow-cooked meat, potato, bean stew. And it's perfect for winter. And you're always there with your family eating this incredible chulin. It fills the house with the smell. And even though you can't move afterwards, I think it, I have the emotional connection to chulin that, that makes it one of my Can things. you spell that in case people want to Google it? It is C-H-U-L-E-N-T. Thank you. So... How can listeners reach you uh, if they want to ask you questions about your personal journey and certainly want to learn more about the business, the nonprofit? Mm-hmm. You can find us two websites, mosaica.es, so www.mosaica, M-O-Z-A-I-K-A dot E-S. You can reach us at toll.barcelona.com. T-O-L-D-O-T-B-A-R-C-E-L-O-N-A.com. We also have Instagram for Mosaica and Toldot under the same name. And I also have a, a personal Instagram, which you're more than welcome to follow and contact me on. My name is Eva McGowan, E-V-A-M-C-G-O-W-A-N. Wonderful. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us, Eva? Yes. Worry less. I think if I could change one thing, it would be to stress less, work hard, but trust in the process. And like you said, follow your passion. I got goosebumps before when you were talking about that. And I think it's said time and time again, we have to follow what really moves us. All right. And now I always wanted to do this, Eva. Oh, this is the, this is the entertainer in me. You know, I did take a couple acting classes, so, Hey, you know, but I can't sing to save my life. So Eva, it is with great pleasure that I introduce you to the listeners of it's great business.
Freight train, freight train going so fast. Freight train, freight train going so fast. Please don't tell what train I'm on. They won't know which way I'm going. And if I die before I wake, no more good times will I crave and place the stones at my head and my feet. Tell them all I've gone to sleep. That was the first song I learned, and it's always the song I come back to. Freight train, yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, and and I think you uh, you brought us just so much happiness this morning. Thank you. What a special treat. So, just so our listeners are aware, we will also be translating uh, this interview into Spanish. It will be uh, distributed across Spain, obviously, and we will provide a version of that in the U.S. for those that would like to listen in Spanish. Once again, listeners, thank you so much, and I hope that you have enjoyed our visit with Eva. Please be sure to check out uh, what she is doing, take a look at those tours, bring friends and family, and subscribe to It's Great Business. Have a great day. Join us for the next episode with Sean Han, where he shares his insights on networking, along with some teasers from his new book called That Was Awkward, Seven Secrets of an Awkward Networker. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.